0: Welcome into to the In the Money podcast for Thursday, April 22nd at Keeneland. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we take a look at the late pick four. Uh, nice card on Thursday, some really competitive races. We'll jump in in the 6th, which starts the late pick four, Jim. It's second-level allowance for Phillies and Mayors going a mile and 3-16ths on the turf course. And I uh, thought this was a really uh, well-matched group, full field. Uh, if the 13 draws in... Uh, that one was a contender too. How do you see the sixth?
1: Yeah, I thought, uh, it it's wide open. This is one of those races where at the end of the meet, you kind of, I always wanted to do an all turf last day or whatever. Uh, cause I think we chill it up and, and we kill the handle because the turf races are ones we always feel. Uh, the dirt races, we struggle a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, this was a nice race. Went really deep here in the pick four, landed on Valletta for Danny Gargan, who through Sunday had not won a race here at Kingland, but is 29% for the year and uh, did really well in New York, obviously, and and shipped a a lot of horses to Gulfstream. And this horse won twice at Gulfstream, Uh, once in a starter allowance and then the second in an optional 35. uh, Saez rode the horse in the optional allowance, and he takes them out back here. Uh, The horse didn't have any trouble stretching out to a mile and a half last time out, so... Um, I think Valletta here is probably going to be a favorite, but kid, could not single because uh, how ironic for Vicky Oliver comes out of the grade two Hillsborough Tampa, raced in the Mrs. Revere and the Valley view here last year and almost won the Valley view. So I think uh, she fits as well. Nessino for Arnaud Delacour and Curly Ruth for Delacour. Both those Delacour horses I think are live here. Nessino is very, very lightly raced and gets his regular, uh, jockey, And then Curly Ruth picks up Rosario. So both horse horses have a big shot in here. Also use Whitez or Ian Wilkes and uh, Julian Peru, another one coming out of the Valley View and Mrs. Revere last year. Had a race at Gulfstream to get ready for this and um, uh, got an 85 buyer, which is one of the best races she'd ever run. So a lot of these horses coming into the race the right way. Um, didn't go any deeper than that, but uh, I think five may get you the first leg of the pick
0: four. Now, I've got a, a couple on my list that uh, you did mention, that, which speaks to how uh, deep this field is. This is obviously a spread race when you get to the pick four, uh, in our opinion anyway. I've got How Ironic on top, just off playing that tougher schedule that uh, you mentioned, and it's the second start off the layoff, so that good effort down at Tampa uh, was off a layoff and uh, certainly could move forward, and uh, Vicki Oliver's due to win one uh, here at the spring meet. Why Tez also kept graded stakes company and that was last year it had a good four-year-old debut as you mentioned the 13 court return I thought has competitive figures if um, she can draw into the race the seven Tweety show is worth a look in here simply because she has run very well here and it looks obviously light on class compared to some of these others but uh, loving this course is is worthwhile. To note and then Valletta um, with the two wins in a row getting Saez and then the family way is another one I would uh, consider just on the angle that uh, coming over from Europe and first time in for Walsh and he does nice work with these Euro imports and he too is due to get a win get off the uh, the duck as they say and get that first win he's had some horses that have hit the board but hasn't been able to get to the wire as we tape this anyway for the Thursday card so how ironic for me with a slight nod and a very wide open race. The seventh race is three-year-old Philly Maidens going six and a half. And I thought, you know, you could trim this one down. Uh, I really think it's one of two horses. I ended up on Stand By You, who shipped in from Penn National for Todd Beatty last time on the opening weekend. And that, that took a lot of money. It was something like 10 or 12 to 1 on the morning line and got bet down to around favoritism. And then had a horrible start. And turning for home was dead last and got up for third, uh, beaten, I think, less than two. So really flying in the stretch. And uh, I think this horse was very well-meant first time out. Now, you got to beat the Chad Brown horse in here, Good Night Olive, who uh, was second last time to Mischievous, who is a really nice-looking horse for Ian Wilkes. So that's um, a uh, tough call between those two. I lean to stand by you. If you want to go deeper honorably, took a good bit of money in her debut. And then there are a couple of first-time starters. Rules for us is from Dallas Stewart's barn. He's not a big first-out trainer, but he can win, win uh, with a first-timer. And this one draws Sayas, which was noteworthy. And then the 10-poetic honor gets Johnny V in the saddle, and Keneally's already won with a first-time starter at the meet. But uh, stand by you for me. How about you?
1: Stand by you and good night, Olive. I had to narrow this one down because uh, I'm going to spread in the next race. So I thought these two were the obvious choices. Um, Maybe giving a nod to Goodnight Olive just because of that 78 buyer uh, was stuck in the one hole at six furlongs and didn't get to the lead but ran well to run behind Miss So Goodnight Olive is my pick here. Uh, I would give, if I was playing a bigger ticket, uh, just because Dallas Stewart, eight out of ten in the money here and only ten starters with two wins, four seconds, and two-thirds. So his horses have been ready, and this one draws Saez, if you, as you mentioned. We'll never get 8-1 to one on Saez on a first-time starter, but maybe. Um, so I go. I might go a little deeper there, but uh, with the ticket that we're going to give out, stand by you and good night, Olive.
0: So let's move on to the eighth race, which is the allowance feature. Phillies and mayors 4-and-up on the turf at a mile, and 16th uh, allowance race, and you've got... Stakes quality horses in here. Who did you pick?
1: Yeah, I thought this was a really nice allowance race. Uh, only eight in here, but uh, not many that you can really uh, dismiss. Went with Stunning Sky for Mike Maker. Scratched out last week uh, for this spot uh, coming out of graded stakes races, um, similar to the earlier uh, turf race. Ran in Mrs. Revere at Churchill and the Valley View here last year. Actually won the Valley View. So a grade three winner here. On this course, uh, you can do a lot worse than Stunning Sky here for Mike Maker. Daddy is a legend. It's two for four at Keeneland with George Weaver, trainer. Um, had a 102 buyer last year, the mat- matriarch at Del Mar, and uh, fits this course very well uh, with two wins in the last in the four races over the course. Summer in Saratoga, one for two at Keeneland, and had a really nice tune-up for this one, uh, actually not tune up, hundred fifty thousand dollars stakes race, uh, first time out at Fairgrounds off a uh, six month layoff. So this horse came back ready to run, and Corey Lannery takes them out for Joe Sharp. And I'm going to throw in Sally's Curlin, uh, light on numbers the last few races, but this filly, um, CJ Johnson really thought a lot of this filly back in them. Uh, in the fall last year and then wound up running her in the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint here at Kingland. She was not competitive with Gamine. She ran behind Latruska in the Rampart at Gulfstream and ran behind Pacific Gale. So she's kept the best company of anybody in here. And uh, if her class uh, may, if you get 10-to-1 of on this Philly, you'd be crazy or this mare, you'd be crazy not to take it. So could go four deep here. Stunning Sky is my pick, but as we talked into
0: Sally's colon and the price. I'm going to go a little more narrow for ticket construction uh, reasons, and I ended up taking Daddy as a legend on top. You mentioned she's two for four on this turf course. She actually should have been three for four. There was a race where she was leading and took a left turn in into the rail, and jumped the rail, and uh, when it looked like she was going to win, so uh, she could easily be three for four on this turf course. So uh, that affinity for this course, I think, is significant. She's got a lot of back class, uh, so I think uh, she could win this. Uh, showing up in in uh, this spot, you know, getting getting her at Keeneland, I think uh, suggests that uh, she's ready. Stunning Sky, I think, is definitely the one to beat. Won the Grade Three here last fall that you mentioned, and I think for uh, for Maker, she's well spotted here. So I think one of those two wins it. Uh, I, you know, if I had a, wanted to go to a bigger budget, I would use Summer in Saratoga and probably Temple City Terror too. But uh, I'm going to go with just those two and take Daddy as a legend for the slight win pick uh, nod. And then the last race is a 50k maiden claimer. Phillies and Mares three and up going seven furlongs. Uh, I took Lady Frosted, uh, cutting back in distance, dropping out a straight maiden company. Uh, the ten for Ben Colebrook is a first-time starter. He's won with a first-time starter. It's Enchanted Island, um, and his barn's been doing really well. The Six Coal Shaft, dropping out of Straight Maiden Company. That's always a significant drop from Straight Maidens to Maiden Claiming. Happy Life, uh, second race over this track. Uh, That's a help for that one for Zito. And then Village Queen has Speed and drops out of Straight Maiden Company. So I'm going to go five deep in here uh, didn't really have a strong opinion. Obviously, Lady Frosted for the win. How about you?
1: We've got different ticket constructions. I only went too deep here, and I thought Lady Frosted and Coal Shaft were the two standouts in here. Uh, Coal Shaft, in particular, for Danny Gargan. Again, it's not one here at the meet through Sunday, but uh, this um, Philly almost won an Aqueduct at a mile two back in a maiden special weight. Only got beat ahead, and then comes back as the favorite uh, and catches a muddy track and, and really. Uh, dropped 20 buyer points. But if she runs back to the 62, uh, that's going to be right there for this level. And then Lady Frosted has run a 60, 61, 61, very consistent. But dropping at a maiden special weight is probably the right thing to do for this Philly for Tom Curry, who's also looking for his first win. So I'm going to stick with those two. Um, You make a good point about the first-time starter for Colebrook, but she's hung on the outside of the 10-hole. And uh, happy life for Nick Zito, who's – uh, been cold this year, but like to see Nick win one, and that this one would be nice for her. And she's running back, uh, actually off just uh, uh, five days, so she didn't get much of that last race. So she came out; she's coming back quickly for Nick Zito. But two and six, Lady Frosted and Cold Chapter, who I'm gonna stick with.
0: So my pick four ticket is gonna go uh, deep on the front and back ends, and then uh, lighter in the middle. I've got two, five, six, seven, twelve, thirteen. With two four with one four with two three six eight ten for sixty dollars. And if court return doesn't draw in in that six race, it'll be even a little cheaper. What's your ticket look like?
1: My ticket is five six eight nine twelve with two four with one four five six with two six. A little bit different construction, but uh, that is a forty dollar ticket, so not too expensive today, but I think you can go narrow in those two races and spread in the other two and uh, you might catch a price
0: we have one more keeneland card to analyze for the closing day uh, which will include a stake the final stake race of the spring meet and we'll be back with that in our next edition of the End the money podcast for keenelandselect.com